You're listening to Journal with Jenny. This podcast will give you ideas to apply writing and journaling strategies that will help you focus on what matters most to you while exploring some of life's big questions. This is your host, Jennifer Traster, a mom, wife, teacher, learner, and expert in using journaling and writing that will empower you to write your best life story and live it. Hello, I'm so happy to welcome our guest, Skylar Sustine. She is an emotion and trauma release coach who focuses on assisting you to gain clarity around the root of your current emotional struggles by connecting with and releasing your emotions, trauma, and mindset blocks. Thank you so much for being here, Skylar. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you for having me. I, I journaling has been such a big part of my life, so I'm excited to have talk about it in a conversation on a podcast. Yes, I think our listeners are going to gain a lot from this podcast with you because I've been following you on socials and you are doing some really cool things. So um, I think our audience will love this episode. I hope so. Hopefully it helps. Yes. That's what we're, that's why we're here. So um, could you just start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, as an emotion trauma release coach, this was kind of something that was created and cultivated as a result of a lot of my own healing journey, mm-hmm. which of course had a lot to do with journaling. Although it's not something that I had like a huge it wasn't a big priority for me until like I really started noticing how it was helping me like work through a lot of things that Mm -hmm. I was struggling with and so everything that kind of led to where I am today all started mostly during COVID Mm -hmm. um like that was the, the the tipping point the catalyst like all of that where I was just I had a lot of emotions that I wasn't allowing myself to deal with Mm -hmm. that um, I was pushing down, distracting myself with, and COVID was a space that a lot of us can resonate with, was not something that you could hide very well from. (laughs) Right. We all had to press pause from our busy, busy lives and being stuck at home, it forces you to reflect. Yes, immense. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the biggest points of journaling is that that piece of reflection. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a time where I had to like think about, okay, like, am I going to live the rest of whatever this time is going to be trapped, trapped in quotes here, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a victim of these things that I can't control or am I going to take this moment to actually make a shift for myself because you know what else am I going to do at this moment in time and Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what led into um where I am now and my healing journey and bringing all of that together okay cool and is that when you decided to become an emotion and trauma um release coach was during COVID or right after, like after that had started? Yeah, it was after. So I had, I was in, I probably started my healing journey in about, uh, 
August of 2020. Mm-hmm. So a, a good amount of time had gone by, like stuck in negative emotion before I decided to do anything. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was kind of going through the process and working with um, a practitioner like um, to support me with that and start that. And then in March of 2021, um, my parents separated and my dad moved out because I had moved back home during this time. Mm -hmm. So that was also another huge emotional trauma trigger that then made me dive into a whole other like layer of an onion (laughs) for things I needed to work on. And what created the idea of becoming this coach was at some point during that summer of 2021, mm-hmm. um, when I was having a really hard time working through, you know, this family transition that was felt like nothing, I would never experience it in my lifetime before this moment. Mm-hmm. And having to navigate then like a codependency relationship with my mom and, mm. and being the emotional support and trying to fix everything, right. basically. Um, my boyfriend told me to watch the Tony Robbins "I'm Not Your Guru" documentary on oh, Netflix. Yeah. That is so good. It's amazing. Yes. It's it's what changed my life basically. Mm-hmm. At that point, I watched it. I had never really had exposure to Tony Robbins at this point. I had mm-hmm. kind of heard of his name, but watching the documentary not only helped me for what I was going through, but it sparked an emotion that I had never really felt before, which was purpose. Mm-hmm. Like seeing what he did, changing people's lives so impact impactly, that's the right way to say mm-hmm. that, and simply at the same time. Right was something that I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So that, that summer I took a life coach course. I was still in school and college at this point, but I took the life coach course to set me up for when I graduated. And I continued my own healing journey, continued learning and realized that emotions and trauma was really what fascinated me most, mm-hmm. especially because a lot of my healing focused on emotion releasing. Right. And so that's kind of what transitioned into then becoming that emotion trauma release coach. Oh, that's so cool. I love that, um, you know, you were able to take some difficult times, like going through COVID, your parents' separation, and turning it into something positive. I yeah. think that's really powerful. And it's it's cool, too, that, you know, you watch this documentary and it shifted something in you. I um, I think that's really powerful. And I love Tony Robbins' work. And I have yeah. I have three kids, but my, my oldest daughter doesn't live at home. She's 20, almost 24. Um, but my younger kids, they're 10 and 12, and they love listening to Tony Robbins. Like, Oh, wow. We'll be driving in the car and we'll turn him on and they love like his voice. I think it's so different that they it engages them. And he's so um, his words just have so much power behind them. Um, So I love Mm -hmm. that 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 sparked that in you and that you changed your life. And now you're changing other people's lives because of it. Um. So tell us too, like, how did you get started journaling? Mm, Yeah. So it was definitely somewhat around this time. I think I always, as a, not as a kid, but as a teenager a lot, I would 
journal, not in the way to like work through things or with prompts. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted to be able to document my life so that when I was older, I could go back and look at it and see like, like, oh my gosh, like I know all of the inner workings of what I was experiencing at this time because I have this to reflect and look back on. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, I always kind of had journaling to some sense um, during that time. But then when COVID was happening at the time, throughout college, I was really struggling with friendship rejection, like old Mm. friends from like high school, um, kind of falling out and having a really bad, like almost rejection towards me that Mm. felt really uncalled for. And I was holding on to that a lot, like feeling like I had no clarity like what did I do wrong Mm -hmm. like it made no sense right and so that was kind of that was the first thing that kind of that COVID kind of had me think about a lot Mm -hmm. and so what got me into using journaling as something I can use for healing and reflection rather than just documentation Mm -hmm. was I was like okay like this is really bothering me I need to like do something with it. Mm-hmm. So I I don't remember how I stumbled upon it. I don't remember if I knew who Jay Shetty was, right. but I listened to a podcast episode of his and one fell in love with him. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. like, you know, the, the same thing with Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And I think it was something about a podcast episode about gaining clarity around a situation that you wish you had clarity around. Mm-hmm. So I used that and it was like six different questions that I journaled on. And I was like, oh my gosh, this I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Like I understand it. Like, like I feel like I can make movement towards actually letting this go. Mm-hmm. And wow. from that point on, that was kind of where, okay, when I'm feeling these things, maybe I can find something to help me work through it or eventually learning that I could just write flow writing wise Mm -hmm. and it could be the same process. Right. And isn't it interesting when you have some of those prompts or when you are just free writing, how some of those strong, strongly like trapped emotions, how Mm -hmm. they just start to dissipate and you do gain some clarity around the situation or you are able to just let it go and move forward. There's something about that. I feel like when I'm writing in my journal and it's coming from like my mind, my heart, like my body, Mm. it's, and I'm writing it out. It just feels like it's released out of me. And yeah, it does. Yeah. And then it's like seeing it on paper. You're like, Oh, it's like in black and white or, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can see what the situation is and it's not just stuck in your head. Yeah. I think, um, regarding that, cause I, I have the same experiences with that. Like, I think what makes it so powerful in that way is one, one of the reasons that emotions are trapped is because we don't acknowledge them and we don't allow ourselves to see them. Mm -hmm. And so we're taking that time to actually do that. And it's like, oh my gosh, 
mm-hmm. I'm being seen. Yes. I, I can I can be released. Right. And then I think also it's it's the fact that when you write it down, it's almost like you're detaching yourself from mm-hmm. holding on to it within. Right. Because when you see it like visually as something that's not obviously been only something you've experienced in your mind or your body, like mm-hmm. that you've almost attached such a big um, defining piece of you towards. Mm-hmm seeing it outside of that part of you is like, okay, like maybe this isn't fully me. If I'm able to put it down on paper, Mm -hmm. then I can see it for what it truly is rather than my inner mind and body and heart getting in the way of actually seeing it. Right. Yeah. You're not only witnessing your thoughts and feelings because you're Mm -hmm. acknowledging them and you're creating more awareness around them, but you're also maybe seeing like some of those cognitive distortions you might have about certain yeah. things or you're just like I just don't want this anymore like there's so many times I've been like I just want this out of my body like I just I want yeah. this out of my head like I just want to move on <laughs> like yeah. just get it out and I just it always feels so good to journal and then you can move on not that like in the future you might they might bring something back or like there might be a little trigger and then you go back to it mm-hmm. and write some more. But um, I think there's just such a release in journaling. So I think it's really cool that you do that personally. And then um, I was curious too, do you do that with your clients as well? Yeah. So journaling does play a big part in my sessions in terms of the actual integration of what was released Mm -hmm. with the emotions, traumas, or mindsets. So obviously in sessions, it can sometimes vary in the intensity, but most of the time is actually working through whatever is coming up. And like you were saying, like releasing that energetic attachment to it. So after sessions, um, mainly for people who have consistent sessions with me is this Mm -hmm. is kind of the process that it works through. So all I'll write up like a PDF of notes for what we worked through, what was released. And at the end, I'll always have maybe two to four journaling prompts Mm -hmm. so that not only are they getting the release from the session, but now in between the session until our next one, they're having the moment to be able to actually implement and Mm -hmm. integrate what was released as well as kind of brainstorm where do I want to go from here Mm -hmm. because that's a huge I think a big gap in any type of release work um, especially when you're working with a practitioner who does mainly releasing is there's no like okay where do I go from here Mm because it can be really confusing that was my experience like it can be really confusing when you're releasing stuff even if you're journaling and you're releasing stuff on your own it's like okay I did that and I feel like I released something but what do I do now that I have all this space like what do I fill this with yes yeah so Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a big part of the intention behind supplying or producing like journaling prompts Mm -hmm. for clients afterwards so it's not so like confusing or Mm -hmm. you know you don't kind of enter that space of feeling lost after which is something a lot of you know comes up a lot in healing work like you can feel Mm -hmm. really lost when you're releasing things when you're realizing things about yourself yeah like who am I who am I now like right 
all of that kind of stuff. Yes. And um, I appreciate that you said, you know, when you release things, then there is space. And I, I'm working on a book about um, letting go and then like what's next and using mm. journaling to do that. And that was one of the things I was just writing about um, in one of my chapters, how when I was uh, going to counseling in my 20s, working through a really um, difficult time, I w- it was like I'd purge all this stuff that I had yeah. been like not sharing, not talking about. And then I would go there and I'd cry and I'd talk about all this stuff. And it was like this huge release. Like finally mm-hmm. I'm like telling somebody all these things. Yeah. But then I would like leave and I would go to Taco Bell and I would like <laughs> eat like the nachos and the and the and the Pepsi and stuff. Cause it was like it was almost like I needed to be like weighted Filled. down again. Like, if that makes sense, because I had all this space cleared and I didn't have the tools or didn't know how to fill that up with like something that was loving. It was like I was filling it up with something that was heavy and not very loving to eat like fast food. Yeah, that's a powerful example. Mm -hmm. Like, and it also shows a lot of that, like, relation, like, even unconsciously, how you notice that, like, gap now, and Mm -hmm. that you, like, automatically try to fill it. Because also, because we're uncomfortable when there's space, Mm -hmm. like, when we're like, when what we've always known has been released, Mm -hmm. and without kind of the guidance of like, well, how can I learn what I can do now? Right. And like, where can I, what can I now fill? And I think that's why, um, another big value or like, um, kind of key to obviously my work with clients, but also a big thing that's played a big role in my own work that I've kind of, learned over time is how much that like piece of mindfulness then kind of negates that Mm -hmm. like because when you can notice the gap when you notice the space right you kind of think okay I'm noticing this I'm feeling this is there something I want to fill with it like what am I needing now and it's kind of that balancing act between okay I've done the deep dives the deep work to uproot things and now Mm -hmm. I can come back to this light mindfulness to actually notice where I want to go from here and that's also the point of like having those journaling prompts at the end of sessions to begin conditioning that way of thinking of Mm -hmm. like when you get in that whether you're done working with me or however it is like you then kind of are already in that process of I release this where do I want to go now right Mm mm-hmm yes what good things can I fill that space with or yeah, um, even just self-kindness and mm-hmm. um, or just going out in nature and laying on the ground or whatever it is that like yeah. fills you back up that gives you peace and serenity and, yeah. and love um, instead of that addiction to like filling it back up with some like drama or heaviness or things that are unhealthy. Um, yeah for your body yeah I think another reason why that's so important what we're talking about is that 
you know, when you release something and you kind of cut that association, you now have like a new thing to associate with. So like for Mm -hmm. your example, if you're going like straight into eating junk food, then like that's kind of the association that you're conditioning to then be like, okay, now that I have this empty space, like I need to fill it with something like food to feel like I have this in. So being able to go to like journaling questions Mm -hmm. right after doing like a big release or anything then conditions you to kind of your mind to go into, okay, this is the new way of thinking. Like Mm -hmm. this is the new pattern I'm creating where I'm actually looking at these things and deciding what I want to mindfully and intentionally bring in. Exactly. Yeah. And then that leads me um, to wondering, what do you think the body's role is in journaling? It plays a big role. Mm -hmm. And one that it took me a long time to understand, I think, too. Um, But the body's role in journaling is giving you those signs as to maybe what you're still resisting Mm -hmm. or a deeper understanding of how any emotions or traumas that you're writing about or whatever you're writing about, like where it's held in the body, kind of how it's been manifested. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're writing about specific emotions or even if you're just kind of reflecting on a day that you Mm -hmm. had, like reflecting on a certain experience, not like having a specific working through a trauma, but even when you're just reflecting on maybe say, you know, your interaction with your mom today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as you're writing that, you can take a pause and start to notice, like, how is my body reacting? Because it's going, whether it feels absolutely nothing, Mm -hmm. whether it feels heart racing, tight chest, or it feels calm, all of those are indications of how you're truly experiencing this emotion. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes when you're still trying to fight the subconscious trying to come out in your journaling. Yeah. Because we can try to think really hard, which is the conscious mind trying to control the journaling. Mm-hmm. But when you notice your body, you start to allow the subconscious to come through. If you're, if that's something you struggle with, mm-hmm. then noticing the part that it's playing and what it is that you're writing also gives you more indication of what area of the body maybe something needs to be released or given that attention to. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that when we sit in journal, we connect with our body and And like you said, just like asking yourself, where am I feeling this? Maybe if it's like anxiety or Mm -hmm. where is this stress in my body? Is it in my shoulders? Am I like nervous or what, what's the feeling and where is it? But I think that, um, I think you mentioned this earlier that we aren't very aware of maybe our emotions or what we're feeling in our body because Mm -hmm. we're just going. Like I know for me, it's just like, go, 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 or have to deal with this and that and this and that. And like when I was describing to somebody all the things that have happened in this past month and like some really tough things um, within our family or our community and, and different things. And I'm like, I like, where do you even start? It's just like day after day, there's some other big obstacle or Hmm. some bad news or tragedy or whatever. And, 
But I just think so often we just get on that hamster wheel of going and we are not even thinking about how it's affecting us. And yeah, because we don't often press pause to like connect with our, our mind and our body and um, really see what's going on inside. We're just on this like linear line of go, go, go. And so I think that's where journaling comes in because it does bring you back to your body. And then um, I've had several surgeries over the last seven years and I started having like a dialogue with my body and I would ask, Mm. you know, what are you feeling or why are you hurting? What do I need to know about what's going on inside of me. Yeah. And um, because it's always connected to so much more than just all my hip hurts. Like there's something deeper going on there usually. So I think it's, um, it's so good to sit down and reflect and, and um, connect with yourself more than we're used to. But yeah. Um, what about, is there anything else you want to share about how you use journaling personally or with your business? Yeah, I, I mainly, personally, I mainly use journaling for reflecting, kind of working through things. If there's something I feel like I'm blocked around or struggling with, then a lot of times I'll journal about it, Mm -hmm. um, trying to work through it, kind of just free flowing with it. Right. If there's a specific thing that I feel like I know I'm struggling with, then I'll usually kind of the same process that I did with Jay Shetty, like mm-hmm. look for a podcast around it. And there's usually some type of journaling prompt mm-hmm. or some type of thing to reflect on that then I'll use journaling for that afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's also a really helpful thing for brainstorming. Mm-hmm. I find that if there's something I want to think about, um, an idea that I have, and I don't really know the logistics of it, I'll like lay on the floor with my journal, write a pen, and I'll just put whatever it is that I'm trying to think about or brainstorm mm-hmm. on the top of the page, and then literally just try to like intuitively write mm-hmm. anything and everything that comes out. So. Right not having like specific questions or plans or like thinking out like every single step more so just like first draft let's get it all out and then see what comes from there so that's really helpful in terms of like business and like creative like writing or trying to come Mm -hmm. up with ideas um I do want to go back for a moment Mm because there's something I feel is important Um, when you were talking about like how we're in like the go, 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 Mm -hmm. um, I've definitely experienced that. And I feel like when you're also in that, probably something you can relate to, like, it's hard to remember to sit down and journal. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, let me sit down and journal. Yeah. Um, I need to go through this. It's usually not the first thought that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. So one thing that's actually really helped me when doing that, that's similar, you know, a similar type of journaling, but like almost in your head type of thing Mm -hmm. is like setting phone reminders, like mindful, I call them mindful phone reminders. Yes, I do. And so, yes, it's so helpful. So one of my favorite ones, um, especially when we're talking about like building awareness around the way your body is responding to things or all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. One of my favorites is like set a phone reminder for at least once a day 
that's repeating every day. And it says, what is what am I, what is my body feeling right now? What mm-hmm. is my mind thinking? And what am I feeling emotionally? Mm-hmm. And so that whenever that reminder pops up on your phone, that is then your kind of cue to check in. And then it also gets you to start thinking about that again. I actually have a reminder on my phone right now. Yeah. I think it says something about like, um, how are you in or out of alignment right now? Oh, that's a great question. Mm. Yeah. So like I, I've been feeling like, you know, in order to get to like where I want to be, like achieving dreams or desires mm-hmm. or whatever, like I need to stop being in a low vibration state mm-hmm. and start like really aligning with where I want to be. And so I realized that I can get stuck in the low vibration for right. too long. And mm-hmm. so having the reminder kind of like snaps me out of that state, which is yeah. the same thing with like any question. So that's really helpful if you feel like you don't have time for journaling mm-hmm. or you want to start and you don't know how to start. Just mm-hmm. putting a little reminder so you get used to answering those types of questions. That's a that's such an easy, quick tip yeah. for our audience that I think a lot of people will benefit from. And I have some reminders like that in my phone too, where it just it makes you just stop and yeah. reassess quickly. You know, it doesn't. It's not like you have to sit there for even five minutes. You're just like, oh wait, okay, mm-hmm. I need to check myself here. Like. <laughs> And yeah. How, where is my vibe? Like, is it low? Am I being negative or mm-hmm. gossiping or whatever? Or am I in a higher vibe? That's, that's yeah. such a great idea. Just ask yourself. Lo- I love it too. Like if you're trying to change a behavior mm-hmm. and you know, it can be really hard to change a behavior, like when you're yeah. first starting out. For and so sure. that's kind of like that state change that mm-hmm. like comes in and, then you have the choice as to how you want to continue after reading mm-hmm. your reminder. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so many good ideas. And um, I know that you had to try this at home for our audience. And I think this is really, really a co- cool idea as well. So will you share that with our listeners? Yes. So this actually came. It's funny because this try at home journaling is actually something that came about maybe a month ago Uh when I was doing it um, for myself. And so the purpose behind it is if you're feeling stuck in a certain area, um, whether it's you can make it general like money, relationships, um, career, something that you're just feeling like you're not able to push through whatever boundaries Mm -hmm. you feel are around you, this is really helpful for that. So the point of it is to kind of get an understanding around the beliefs that you have around this thing. Okay. So we'll use the example of money, which is what I used it for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so at the top of your page, you just put money is dot, dot, dot. Okay. And then timing yourself you can do it on a timer for two minutes or you can just allow yourself to free write whatever feels right for you. But the point is, is saying, okay, in your head money is, and then writing down every single thing that comes to mind. So maybe it's money is bad. Money is helpful. Money is supportive. Money is a a burden, like thinking of just either words or phrases that come to mind. And when you feel like you're done, Mm -hmm. push out three to five more. Um, Because even when you feel like you're done, usually that extra barrier is getting deeper into it, like deeper into your subconscious. Mm -hmm. And then 
with all of the little phrases or words that come up from that, those are all of your beliefs around money, Mm -hmm. the things that just come up. And so, again, not thinking while you're writing those and just letting yourself flow through it. Mm-hmm. So then after that, you're going to take a highlighter or a pen and circle the more negatively connotated mm-hmm. beliefs. Okay. And then with each of those, um, one by one, if yours is money is a burden, you're going to put number one, money is a burden. And then again, free flow, all of the things that come to mind when you think about money is a burden. So, for example, I feel like money is a burden because it's here, but I feel like I have to work super hard for it, and it never comes to me, and I have this huge expectation around the type of money I want and need, and it's putting the pressure on me to perform in a certain way. And so Mm -hmm. that's like a certain like blurb that might come from that. So then that gives you a deep, even deeper understanding of that belief. And then you can do that for all of those. And then for each one, then you can kind of go deeper into it another layer. And then, okay, with this money is a burden belief. Now that I understand where it's coming from, mm-hmm. is this true? Mm-hmm. Is this my belief? What yeah. do I need to release around this so that I no longer have to hold on to this belief? Right. And then again, the most important one, what do I want to shift this belief to? And how mm-hmm. can I do that? Oh, I love that. Yeah. So So it's kind of like a big process of like going deeper and deeper with Mm -hmm. each step. And this one does take time. Like it's not a simple one. I think when I first did it, it probably took me again because, you know, I wasn't able to do it every day, but maybe at least one to two weeks to work through all of them Mm -hmm. um, because you're going through them and it can be a lot to process at some points. But that. It, this honestly was a huge help to me. So hopefully it is for you. And like yeah. one building awareness around the beliefs that you have that are actually blocking you from what you want. Mm-hmm. And also like how you can begin to shift that. That's great. That's such a great try this at home. And listeners, if you do try this, let Skylar and I know um, how it helped you or mm-hmm. what discoveries you made or if it helped you unblock anything and and move forward with new beliefs around certain topics. So please share with us, um, and I'll have our uh, how to get a hold of us in the show notes. So definitely connect. We love hearing from you. And Skylar, is there? How do people get in touch with you? And also, do you have any offers for our audience? Yeah. So the best way is Instagram, mm-hmm. um, which is my name at Skylar Sustin, um, also on YouTube with the same, um, username. Uh, my website is skylarsustin.com. So all of those are great places to kind of learn more as well as get in touch and connect. Um, offers that I have, I just came out. Well, there's a couple things. <laughs> the first one, I have a free seven days of emotional mindfulness challenge that just came out and basically the point of this is helping you to create more mindfulness around your emotions in different Mm. forms so that's emotions in the body emotions in the mind emotions Mm. in other people and a lot of those days have journaling prompts in them um journaling prompts activities meditations to be able to kind of build that so that's um a free offer that would be 
I think helpful for the audience, especially because it contains journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one, I have the ultimate guide to your emotions. So it's a guide with 45 different emotions in them. Each emotion has a definition, important things you need to know to understand the emotion. Mm -hmm. And then for each one, again, a set of journaling prompts so that when you feel it and you recognize it, you can actually work through it specifically based on those journaling prompts. Cool. Oh, that's that's awesome. Super. Yeah, thank you. Yes, that's a that's a lot of great free content. So you guys need to take her up on that and look Skylar up and um, connect with her and um, get those offers that she has out there. That's that's really generous. And is there anything else that you want to share with our audience before we sign off here? Um, yeah, I feel like the last kind of thing that I think is would be helpful is that don't take yourself so seriously when journaling. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of pressure, there could be yeah, a lot of pressure around it. That's such a good point. I'm glad yeah, you brought like, that up. There's a lot of pressure around, you know, am I writing the right things? Mm -hmm. Is this the right thing? Is this actually what I'm, what my subconscious or mind is trying to talk about? Or is my conscious mind, my ego coming in? Like, I think the most important thing is, you know, if you're allowing yourself to kind of like take a few breaths, if you're feeling intimidated, if you're Mm -hmm. feeling like you're in your ego or in your thoughts, take a few deep Mm -hmm. breaths, put pen to paper and just allow it to flow and if you're feeling stuck take another few deep breaths and go into it again and know that this the only person that can ever judge you in this is you yeah and so recognizing even when that comes up Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to then maybe even use that as a prompt why am I judging myself right now Mm -hmm. why am I feeling blocked like every little thought that comes up is another thing that you can work through and all in a place of, you know, just noticing everything that comes up and allowing it to be because it's going to go exactly the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Well, Skylar, you have been a wonderful guest on the Journal with Jenny podcast. And I just appreciate all of your wisdom and everything that you've shared with our audience. You have so many great ideas and tips for journaling and releasing any emotions and trauma. So um, I hope that our audience loves this podcast episode as much as I know I do. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was it was such a fun and good conversation with yeah. you. And um, thank you, everyone for listening. Thank you for joining Skylar and I today on the podcast. To connect with Skylar, check my show notes for all of her information. Now go write your day into a beautiful story. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Get in touch through my website, jennifertraster.com. And until next time, I'm Jennifer Traster. Thank you for joining me. And remember, you have the power to write your own story and live it. Mm